Remember being in your mid-twenties? Where were you then? Personally, I'd just started my first full-time job, writing weekly newsletters for a media relations company. I honestly had no idea what I was doing or even what I wanted to do as a career. Karina Lai is in kind of the same situation as I was back then, currently at her first job since graduation, except prior to this, she'd also had several notable internships at consulting firms and one at a venture capital firm. To be honest, when I was in college, I was one of those kids who doesn't really know kind of what <laughs> be uh, once they graduated. So I think that's one of the reasons as well why I then decided to get a lot of internships in a lot of different companies from different industries as well. So I was just trying to see like which kind of career path, which kind of job, and which kind of industry suits me the best. One graduation and four internships later, however, Karina is now a senior product manager at Grab and has led major projects at the Tech Unicorn, including the launch of its self-onboarding feature for merchants on the Grab Merchant app. And all that at just 24 years old. From Techanasia and Grab, this is How She Made It, a podcast that tells the stories of the innovative women behind one of Southeast Asia's biggest tech startups. My name's Nat, and this is episode two, the story of how Karina Lai made it as a young tech professional navigating the corporate world. Maybe let's start this whole interview off with a little bit about yourself. Let's wind the clock all the way back to when you were in school, uh, I believe that was 2014 you started university, right? Yeah. Right. So, so, so tell me about that. Like, uh, what course did you take um, mm. and uh, why you chose that course, I guess? So I actually studied finance back in college. Completely different, I know, with what I'm working on right now. So, yeah, I, I think ever since I was in high school, I was kind of interested with everything related with economics. A lot of my family members um, actually have their own businesses. Oh, okay. So, yeah, kind of trying to follow in their footsteps. So then I took finance to kind of support that as well, you know, having some sort of a business sense as well. Despite not knowing what career she wanted to pursue while she was in school, Karina was a little more pragmatic and forward-looking than most people her age. One of the good things about learning finance is that it's very useful to you, not only in a professional way. Even if you're not working in finance, you still need that kind of knowledge. You know, you can still be involved in finance, you know, be an investor, working, having your own investment, manage your own um, financials. I just thought, that, you know, by the end of the day, even if I don't go into the financial industry, it's still going to be useful for me in any which way, no matter what, what career that I would take. Right, right. So it was kind of a practical move because it's something that like, it's not just something you learn for your career, but it's something you'd be able to apply to your life as well. Yep, yep, exactly. Eventually, Karina found herself getting a little bored of what she was learning in school. So towards the end of her four years at the University of Indonesia, she decided to try her hand at consulting. I think at the time, I was really looking for something more broad, more general that would allow me to kind of explore a lot of industries. I think that's why my first internship was actually with the SCA Consulting. Mm. From there, was kind of assigned to a project related with a tech startup as well. One of the clients was a fintech company. It's, it's very dynamic. It's very fast-paced as well. Mm. That's my first um, experience. I think getting a taste of what it's like, you know, being an intern. Right. And I think, yeah, it sort of goes from there. Um, you know, once you've done one internship, especially if you enjoy it, then you're going to start looking for more. 
After the stint at SCA, Karina took another internship at the Indonesia branch of Phoenix Venture Capital, a US-headquartered VC firm. There, she got to leverage what she learned in school while working on her newfound fascination with tech and startups. Venture Capital is like a perfect brand, I would say, uh, between tech industry and financial industry. Hmm. It handles on the financial stuff, right? The investment side, but also getting really involved with all the tech startups. And it, it really, I think, kind of helps me to understand with the um, in tech environment in Indonesia as well and see kind of um, what it looks like working even in, in a tech startup. Even though I'm not working there, but we're able to like assess a lot of companies. So then yeah, I joined VCG for about two months as well. And yeah, then the final internship was the one with Grab. What attracted Karina to take up that internship with Grab was not only the ability to join the tech industry proper, but also the opportunity to take a peek behind the curtains and see what goes into building a super app like Grab's. I was actually a very active web user at the time. I was a college student and I use this like web bike a lot to even travel in a day-to-day basis between my house and my campus. So at least twice a day, right? And then I use this web food a lot as well to deliver food and even like using Grab Express to deliver packages to my campus, to my house and everything else. So I think as someone that's already kind of very familiar with the app, there I think come the interest of hey, I'm using it on a day-to-day basis. How do they actually do this, right? How do they actually make the app? How do they actually operate this whole business? I think the interest comes from there. And I think when I first decided, hey, I want to try to work in a tech startup industry, then Grab, I think, is the first company that kind of comes to mind. Right. So how was that internship experience like? Like, what did you actually do as a PM intern? I would say it kind of really allows me to step into the product management shoes. So, you know, you're not really a product manager. You're kind of more supporting the product manager in helping them making their decisions, helping them run their day-to-day basis uh, operations, helping them working with the engineers, working with the business teams and everything else. So you're kind of there supporting the projects. But the good thing is that you're really involved in the end-to-end process as well. You're getting involved in the planning process. You're getting involved in the actual execution process, in the post-execution process even, right? In planning for the next steps and planning for the next projects. So it, I think one, it not only gives me like the kind of exposure that I need. And the second one is it allows me to learn really what, what does it feel like working as a product manager. Did it suddenly click that like, oh, actually this is like, I found my passion. Like, how did you feel Mm. when you first stepped into that internship role? I'd say in the beginning, still kind of trying to adjust. It's it's very different from my previous internship role. But I think as it goes along, I do kind of enjoy, you know, being more involved in the ground, you know, being more involved in the, not only the planning, but also the execution part, being really involved in, in all of those details. So I think that's kind of also what, then eventually pushed me to pursue product management. But having stepped into a more tech-focused role, Karina also found herself having to climb a pretty steep learning curve. Especially with product manager, you kind of need to understand a little bit of you know engineering, a little bit of business, a little bit of this and that. So, you know, for someone with only a finance background who doesn't understand anything, even related with tech previously, right, before I joined, it was a struggle, I'd say, at first. I was just trying to learn as much as I possibly can you know, from the people that I work with. So I asked a lot of questions. People might get annoyed at me in the first few months. 
you know, asking a lot of questions to the engineers, um, to the more senior product managers. And yeah, I think just trying to soak it all in, in the first few months. And also at the same time, take it one step at a time. You cannot understand everything in one day, but I think with experience, with more projects you handle, eventually you're gonna learn something. At the end of her six month internship as a product manager at Grab, Karina graduated with her bachelor's degree in finance and took a break to assess what she'd learned across her various internships, researching different roles across different industries and trying to determine what would be the best fit for her. After much consideration, Karina decided to go full-time with Grab as a product manager. Probably one thing that kind of stood out to me is how dynamic the role is. So I'd say PM role is, is very, very dynamic. It's, it doesn't sit only in kind of one dimension, right? You're not only handling the business side of things. You're not only handling the technical side of things or even design side of things, right? You need to understand a little bit of everything. And I think, yeah, I do want to try out in a role or in a position where there's no a boring day. So it's always constantly moving. It's always constantly, you know, being dynamic. Right, right. And obviously, you know, being an intern PM is very different from being a full-time PM, right? So yeah. um, what was the was the ramp up on that um, unexpected to you? Or like, was it at a comfortable pace? Like, I guess, how was that transition from intern to full-time PM? Yeah, I think there's, again, definitely some difference, right? And once you become a PM, you are responsible for everything for the end-to-end -end process. And you are responsible for the outcomes and even the consequences of those decisions, right? So I think that expanded responsibilities was kind of challenging. I'd say in the beginning, trying to caught up with everything. You need to be involved in everything. And at the same time, you also need to be able to talk to all these people who may be much more experienced than you are and kind of manage everything you know, by yourself. It can be challenging. I think... For me, fortunately, I did get a lot of support. So my manager at the time kind of helped me to solve the transition into that position. And there's a lot of more senior PMs, experienced PM, right. that I kind of can, you know, look up to and take inspiration from and just see like, how do they do it? How do they do this? How do they make the decisions? And how do they plan these things and kind of take inspiration and follow in their steps? And just like anyone who's had to work with teams that are mostly more experienced than themselves, Karina often found herself playing catch-up to her fellow PMs and engineers. Sometimes, you know, when discussing things, you just kind of realize that, hey, they actually know much more about these things compared than I do. So, you know, when they ask questions, there are certain times when you kind of get stuck and like, oh, well, that's true. I haven't really even think about it. I haven't even get there yet. And you're already thinking about it. I think... In some way, I think the good thing was most of those people, even their experience, they're kind of, you know, not being arrogant about it. It's more of, um, you know, sharing their knowledge and sharing the experience, right? So it can be a good thing sometimes to realize that you're kind of getting knocked down a little bit. Like, hey, there are people who are much more experienced than you and a lot for you to learn. In her first year as a full-time PM, Karina was tasked with building features for Grab Kios an in-app marketplace that allows Indonesian merchants and individuals to sell their products online. And her proudest accomplishment in that period of time was finally being able to launch her first product, the onboarding system by which merchants are able to join the platform. Now, as a product manager, launching your first product is like finally having your baby, right? Yeah. You've been working for months and, you know, as that become your first experience, kind of just learning these new things and then being able to be involved from the very beginning 
until you see this product being actually created and being launched and used by the people, right? Used by the market, then it kind of becomes something very valuable. So I'd say, yeah, one of the biggest thing that I remember is really launching my first product in in web kiosk. Right, right. And when that first uh, product launched, um, your first product that you were launching after joining as a full-time PM at Grab, uh, what was your reaction? I guess, like, what what was that like for you? Yeah, I think just kind of in a way celebrating it with you know with the engineers and with the team involved. So I think kind of still remembered, you know. We stayed up till late to work on the projects, and when it's finally launched, we just kind of get together with the engineers, with the team, and kind of celebrate the, the little moments, really. It's like the, the first thing that we do. There's still a bunch of other projects waiting to be worked. <laughs> but at least we get this one done, and we get this one off of the line. Right, right. There's always more, but there's always time to celebrate as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But as with all jobs, with the highs also come some lows. So I think there was one moment, you know, when I was working on this one big project that everyone was kind of excited about. You know, everyone spent a lot of time on it. We all spent a lot of time working on it. And it's kind of become this, you know, huge expectation from everyone that it will do well. And then I think in the beginning, um, it didn't go well or as well as we thought it would. You know, we don't hit all the right metrics. We don't hit all the right expectations. So it was kind of a blow, I would say. Um, kind of a, a big blow that you kind of realize that hey not everything goes kind of what you expected and it doesn't go as well as as we thought that it would be right right did you kind of blame yourself for um the metrics not reaching the goals yeah i think definitely um you know at, at certain extent you do kind of blame yourself um especially because you know as a product manager you own that product so it is your responsibility to make sure that the product goes to the market and it is the right product that you ship to the market, right? And it has the product market fit. It is your responsibility to make sure all that happens. So in when that kind of fails, then yes, I think definitely to a certain extent, you're kind of blaming yourself and see like, um, where did I go wrong? However, as essentially the leader of the team, Karina didn't have the luxury of moping around and beating herself up. After all, if she felt this way, imagine how the rest of the team who worked on the product felt. So Karina quickly picked herself up and looked forward. Eventually, with a lot more hard work, the product managed to hit the metrics the team had hoped to achieve. Right. So how did you manage to overcome that? Like um, with the metrics kind of not looking as good as um, was projected, um, how did you and the team work to get it to where you envisioned it to be? Yeah, I think what's important, you know, if, if you launch a product that kind of doesn't go as well as you expect it to be, then what's important is how do you handle it afterwards? How do you quickly turn it around? And how do you respond to that kind of failure, right? So we did, you know, still a lot of research why it doesn't go well. We talked with a lot of regions, kind of trying to turn it around. And we, I think we then work to do a lot of improvements and a lot of product iterations as well. And working close with all the stakeholders, the business team, the ops teams, everyone else to kind of figure out how can we help improve this product? How can we help improve the experience from the customer side, right? So I think again, thankfully um, it, it does go well by the end, but I think it, it gives a lot of warning. You never really know whether your products are gonna be fully successful or not. 
and sometimes I think there will always be products that doesn't really work. It's kind of inevitable, you know. At some point, it it might happen, and it's more important on what, when that happens. What are you going to do, right? How can you quickly turn it around? Right, right. So um, when things turned around, when the metrics started looking a little bit better. Um, how did you react to that? Was it just relief or was it just, okay, done on to the next project or uh, like how, how did you and the team react? Yeah, I think first it was just fear relief, of course, that, oh God, it's finally improving, you know, it's, it's not as bad as it was anymore. And I think the second one is also, we just kind of trying to maintain that, just making sure that hey, it stays as it is, you know, it doesn't go down, it doesn't go back to that level anymore. So even from then, it's kind of being a constant um, improvement as well. So we're always constantly trying to see that, hey, it's good, it's getting better, but it's not yet to that level that we know it can be. So it's ongoing effort. I'd say we're still trying to see where we can improve. We're still trying to see how much more thing that we can do for this product. Then, just short of one year into his stint as a PM, Karina was promoted to the role of Senior Product Manager, a position that usually takes PMs five years to attain. Uh, that was actually just uh, towards the end of 2019, right? Mm, yeah. Right. So, uh, congratulations. And uh, <laughs> how you. how did you react to that? Like, did it kind of take you by surprise? Yeah, I think didn't really expect it. Um, I think there was always, always, you know, you're kind of hoping it might happen sometime. It just doesn't really expect it to, uh, to happen soon. I think, again, because I was quite new with no you know background in product management it was still kind of a surprise i'd say a good surprise right and just trying to yeah i think at the time trying to take it again one step at a time trying to learn and trying to adjust to the new role in her new role karina continues to lead various projects with the goal of creating innovative solutions for its merchant partners now having spent just over two years as a product manager Karina has a slightly better idea of what career she wants to pursue than she did as a college student, but she's still keeping her options open. Right now, I still kind of enjoy what I'm doing right now in, in the product management space. So I think even in the next few years, that is something that I'm still going to do, that I'm still going to pursue. Again, I think I kind of find what I actually like doing and something that I still want to continue doing. So hopefully in the next few years, we'll still be working in the product space. Hopefully, you know, become one of the product leader, whether it's in a startup or even in my own business, right? Who knows? Right, right. So entrepreneurship is still not out of the question. It uh, could potentially be something that you pursue in the future. <laughs> potentially. <laughs> well, I'll be watching your career uh, with great excitement. Uh, but yeah, so I guess for anyone else who is listening, you know, young tech professionals like yourself, uh, students, people who are looking to enter the tech scene, people who are in school and like you those years ago, don't really know where they want to go. What kind of advice, I guess, would you have for them being someone who was in their position before? Yeah, I'd say first is just don't be afraid to try out new things. I think that's uh, the most important thing. For me, being able to try out many internships um, even if I don't know anything about that industry, really helps and really shapes me now as a professional. Even if you think you cannot do it, if you think that you don't fulfill the qualifications, I think still try it, still try to do it. You know, those qualifications you can learn once you get the role. So just try it out. I think take the plunge, go out of your way to to try um, those new things, to try something that you're interested in. And if you find something that you're interested in, then pursue it. 
Right, right. So basically, it's really just, you know, making the most of where you are. Um, Not focusing on your limitations, but focusing on how you can overcome them. Yep, you word is better than I do. (laughs) Well, you said with so much more passion. So, uh, (laughs) but I think that's that's pretty much it. Uh, Thank you so much, Karina. Thanks for uh, sharing your story with me. Yeah, thank you so much. Very happy to be here. How She Made It is a podcast by Techanesia, produced in partnership with Grab. Special shout out to Karina Lai for sharing her story. You can find her LinkedIn profile in the show notes down below. This is episode two out of three for How She Made It. Stay tuned for more stories on innovative women and be sure to check out episode one if you haven't. You can find out more about Grab at grab.com or visit grab.careers to see if maybe there's an open position that you'd like to fill and be part of its mission to drive Southeast Asia forward together. That's it for this episode. To all our female listeners out there, happy International Women's Day from the Tech and Asian Grab teams. My name's Nat. See you in the next episode.